This was a fantastic first interview, but guys, we need a little bit of grace because our microphone situation, we are still learning how to do all of this. So future episodes will sound better, but if you'll bear with us, it's great content today. Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. number 47. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you today? Very good. Good. I am super excited. (laughs) I can see that. Because we are doing our first interview today. I know. We have talked about bringing in people who have expertise in various areas. And so I am thrilled that today is the day we're doing it. It is. So what are we talking about today? I don't know. You tell me. You just tell me to show up. (laughs) (laughs) So when, so we are currently in the quarantine period in America with coronavirus. And when it really started to hit us locally, there was like this big wave. So what are we talking about today? Oh yeah. (laughs) We're talking about solving your picky eater problems. Right. But I want to frame it with this story. Okay. Okay. So on social media, I saw this lady's post and she was totally frazzled. And my heart went out to her because the grocery store, along with being out of toilet paper, was out of chicken nuggets and out of applesauce. And she was distraught because that is all her child would eat. So as a mom, I felt very empathetic because you're trying to prepare and care for your family. If you can't get the things that they're used to eating, what are you going to feed this kid? You know, I have no empathy there. (laughs) I know. I know. You would. I know. Anyway. So as a mom, though, I felt the empathy. I felt her frustration and I felt the urge to tell her that there are things she can do as a mom to help her child not be as picky of an eater. Right. So we have brought on today an expert on (laughs) helping people, (laughs) helping moms deal with their picky eaters. So we have Holly Pickerel with us this morning. She is a graduate of Western Kentucky University with a background in elementary education. She is a multi-marathoner, which just makes her a rock star in my book, and a former fitness instructor. She is really passionate about sharing the healing power of plant-based foods. She's currently a senior sales coordinator with the Juice Plus Company, and she has a heart for servant leadership and educating others about nutrition's powerful role within their bodies. She is a wife to Grant, a mom to Jet and Jagger, and her favorite of all titles is Mom on a Mission. So welcome, Holly, to the Less Stressed Family Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thank you all so much for having me on today. I feel incredibly honored and humbled just to be with you guys today. Oh, well, we love you, and we are so glad that you are here. So... I want you to imagine, Holly, like this lady that I just told you about in this scenario 
is that like only one person ever or is that a story that you hear a lot of? I hear this story so often and you know I think in relation to just even the podcast title less stress family podcast the reality is like when everybody eats the same food and food is food not adult food not kid food I think the stress goes away <laughs> you know it's all food there's not uh, there's not categories like that. So I do, I hear it so often. Um, and I've even been guilty of thinking that, that before too. What about you guys? Oh, well, it's like survival in our house. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> must eat the same thing because there's yes. no human way for me to fix eight different meals every Absolutely. time somebody's hungry. Yeah. And when they, when they refuse to eat, we just say, I just tell them what time the next meal will be, you know, like breakfast yeah. is in the morning if it's supper or yeah. you know whatever that's your choice <laughs> we're not gonna fight you over it but... out, don't they yeah. yeah now i will say we do have one child that has biological reasons for having texture issues so we've had a little compassion there a little flexibility a little bit yeah. a little bit so tell us about in your house or tell because do i remember correctly hearing that you were a picky eater at one point Yes. And I can't wait to tell you this. You know, I think the way people really help you is when they um, <laughs> come down to the same level with you. And, and I want you to know that I am no expert on this. Um, <laughs> I, I, have learned, I have learned how to parent my own picky kids because I had to parent myself first. Um, I was a Pop-Tart hamburger helper poster child, you guys. Um, you know, that's how I was raised. And so I remember my poor husband when we got married. I mean, me trying something new in the kitchen was like, what's the new flavor of Little Debbie cake this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really where we were. Um, to kind of share how far I've come in my own trajectory, um, I remember when we first started making healthy changes, you know, you learn about the power of nutrition and especially the role of fruits and vegetables. And I don't know if you guys are like we were, but there were some weeks we would look back and think, wow, how many, you know, fruits or vegetables did we eat this week? And we could have counted it on one hand or less. And so learning about that, I remember the first thing we tried to change was let's get some more fruits and vegetables on our plate. Well, we didn't like fruits and vegetables. <laughs> My husband, <laughs> he actually used to say, you know, when it came down to the salads, you know, hey, if I wanted grass, I would just go out in the yard and get some. I mean, that was literally his, his attitude towards salads and me in the same way. If it didn't taste good, I didn't want to eat it. And I didn't have a palate for that. But learning what I learned about nutrition, I began to think, what if we could just weave a few things in? So the first thing we tried, we started hearing about spaghetti squash. You know, you hear, well, spaghetti squash, it's a great substitution for noodles. I mean, do you guys eat pasta or noodles as much as we did at that point? We love a good pasta dish. And yes, so I do. Justin doesn't. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the first things we tried was let's um, switch out our spaghetti noodles and do a spaghetti squash. So I remember that first night I tried to make it. Um, I had this beautiful marinara sauce. Everything was new from scratch, making things incredibly stressful for myself, right? <laughs> and I had bought this spaghetti squash. It's this round thing. I'd never seen one before, so I treated it like I would a potato. I poked holes in it. I stuck it in the oven for six minutes, and I just was like, hey, it's just going gonna, gonna to be like a baked potato. So I remember the whole time this thing was baking, you guys, it smelled deliciously sweet. 
And I thought, that is weird. Like, what is wrong here? I popped that thing open. We were starving. So hungry. Popped that thing open. <laughs> so to cut this thing in half, juice went everywhere. You guys, I had baked a honeydew melon. <gasps> oh, no! I had baked a honeydew melon. So when I say I understand where you are, <laughs> like, who does that? Who does that? Um, that is where I was eight years ago compared to being on a podcast talking about today. Um, so if you're in this boat, I get you. I understand. <laughs> that is awesome. That is a great story. Mm. For sure. <laughs> so did, you eat it? did you eat it or no? No, there was no way we could eat it. I mean, we would have had to just drink the juice. So here's what we did. We took some, some, bread and we scoop the marinara sauce on bread and that's what right, we have right, right. so, total fails at our house but no I mean when it comes to kids especially I think right now with everybody cooped up one of the most common things that I'm hearing that's creating a lot of stress among parents moms especially is we're home I'm cooking two or three meals a day trying to get my kids to eat and all they want to eat is crackers and cereal right. or how am I going to get my kid to eat that green thing on his plate and there's so much stress surrounding that within the home. And for sure, I want to commend anybody who um, is looking to make changes for their family and especially their children. You know, that role is so vital. You are, you are valuable in that and what you're doing there truly does matter because what you're doing is you're setting the stage for how they're going to make decisions as an adult, you know, what their palates are going to crave, what they're exposed to. So it is a worthy, worthy battle some days. And some days it's also not necessarily the hill to die on. Um, so I just want to commend you if you're out there listening to this. Um, you know, if, if that's you, good for you. Good for you. That is, that is worthy. Um, I think when I think about the solution for this, maybe we think about it differently, you know? Maybe we, I'm so sorry. Hey, it is okay. I will fix these for you right after our phone call. Okay. <laughs> so much. <laughs> because Holly, you're a real mom with real right. just like ours that want our attention when we're in the middle of doing something for else. Sure. I love it. This is him. He's literally brought me something that he wants me to fix for him right now because he's hungry. So we'll do that after the podcast. Is um, it fruit or vegetables? No. It is <laughs> he just brought me the cheese from the fridge. And he wants, right. he wants me to fix him a grilled cheese. So there we, we go. Grilled there we go. Um, you know, for sure, there is a big problem when we have a generation of children that are being raised on chicken nuggets and kids' foods mm. and pizza. Um, because what's happening is their palates and what they're, what they're learning to crave is just that. Um, I want to say something that hopefully will be as encouraging to you as it really was to me um, when I first heard it. But I think the biggest solution is that most children take about 8 to 15 different food exposures before they're gonna learn to develop a taste for something. So maybe we're making things really hard on ourselves when we serve up broccoli the first time right. and they try it and they don't like it and we're like, oh, my kid hates broccoli. You know, right. the reality. Like a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I mean, maybe, maybe we need to keep going with two, three, four more exposures. 
um, you know, and just let them learn that it's going to keep showing up on their plate. They might as well try it. Um, and eventually they'll get there. So maybe just a little mindset switch is really the biggest thing that can help more than anything. Um, what about you all? Have you all seen that in your home? Well, like I said, we're kind of like, we've just always been a little bit on the Nazi side. Well, I grew up in a home where there were lots of fruits and vegetables and it was a non-negotiable. Right. So I brought that into our marriage. Well, I think too, then we both, we met in East Africa, but we've seen people who are literally like hungry, you know, like hungry, hungry. Uh, not yeah. food, not going to make it probably. And so when you see that, it's kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I think there are different ways to prepare things that yeah. make it more palatable for kids yeah. and for, and for me. <laughs> so it's like, there's lots of different kinds of broccoli ways, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And you know, that does like, that is really stressful as a mom. When you mm -hmm. feel like you're failing either because your child doesn't like something right. or yeah. you're failing because you don't want to have that fight because you're tired. And yeah. so you just yeah. don't put that thing on their plate. Right. So I yeah. really loved what I heard you say one time about um, it was like, you're speaking the positive, not, yeah. not saying, you know, in that frustrated place, like, Oh, you're such a picky eater. Right. But, you had a different way to frame it. Can you refresh us on that? Well, I think, you know, when it comes to any positive change in your life, your mind is going to go, your, your actions are going to go the direction that you're thinking. So mm -hmm. if you're thinking about what you don't want, you're going to get more of what you don't want. If you're speaking about what you don't want, you're such a picky eater. You never eat your broccoli. Oh, you didn't eat that last right. week either. You're going to get right. more of that. We're reinforcing the negative behavior. So I think the biggest switch that you can make is just to point out their willingness to touch or to try it. You know, I love to say things like, you know, hey, I know you don't love that today, but one day you will. Mm -hmm. You know, and we've had a lot of great conversation about that. Or, you know, if, if they try something and maybe they don't love it, praising their willingness to be adventurous and to chase something new. You know, I think, too, we set some really good family expectations, and I would encourage anybody to do this. I think just as a family, adopting the idea of, you know, we like to try new things. We're adventurous with food. Um, you know, we um, try new things, and it's fun. And really modeling that for them as adults is really the key, because what you eat and what you do, your kids will do. And I think that's why it's so important to parent yourself first if you're a picky eater or maybe if you have some poor language surrounding that, like I know I did, um, you know, I definitely, my poor six-year-old, I mean, when we were trying to introduce new foods to him, I mean, it was like, you must eat all this broccoli, you know, you, <laughs> you must eat this whole avocado or, you know, whatever the slices. And the reality was I needed to be okay that on the first try, he just put it in his mouth and <laughs> slobbered on it a little. Um, right. You know, or especially for, for older children that are more, you know, strong-willed or have had many more years of practicing some of these poor habits, you know, wherever you're at when you're trying to implement this. Um, I think meeting people with empathy and grace and just praising what you want is so key. And when I think about creating a home that's peaceful and calm, um, your language and your mindset and your vision surrounding that is really everything. Really everything. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally. Mm -hmm. And I love that because, you know, I think 
it's easier if you start with these things when they're babies, right? Because then they have no other grid. But honestly, I've had conversations with moms who have expressed, you know, like their 10-year-old is a really picky eater. And I have had zero <laughs> positive suggestions for them because I'm like, I don't know. I only started in infancy with this. So right. I don't know what you say to a 10-year-old. Right. Um, so I love that approach of just praising them and putting forth that positive language to frame the whole thing. Mm -hmm. right. I think yeah. I love your paradigm shift at the beginning too, like just your perspective of this is how it is. This is the right. culture. This is <laughs> our family. Like they'll, they'll do what you do. Um, I think one thing for us is we love to implement the rule. You don't have to like it, but you do have to try it. You know, like right. you have to take a bite of everything, even if it's a new, weird, gushy thing, you at least have to try it. So you were knocking off those exposures to get to time 15 and maybe one day they'll love it. So, right. I mean, for you for setting a strong standard for sure. Right. I think, mm -hmm. I think one thing for us, we talked about this in other podcasts, but when our kids grow the food and they mm -hmm. see, we're so disconnected from our food sources that mm -hmm. if you don't, if you just get in a package or a bottle or whatever, like you're not connected to it. And mm -hmm. so we have found with our kids, it accelerated their love for crazy vegetables. You're like, oh, you like that, huh? Because they grew it. They helped the growing process. And they were, it's just, it's amazing to see because they understand this is the seed that I planted. This is the production. And mm -hmm. so they will eat whatever they grow. Like they just love it. Yes. Like to the point I'm yelling at them, get out of the garden, stop eating that right now. <laughs> right. Like, we have stories. We have always had the luxury of having a big garden spot, which I know is not most people's reality, but we have had that blessing. And so, yeah, there have been times that we've had like preschoolers out in the garden and I'm like, don't eat that. It's a weed. It grew between <laughs> the other vegetables. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just admire the time and the, the, the energy and just the knowledge that goes into planting a garden. Um, I, I, th I think that is just wonderful. And like you said, such a great way to teach your kids. I can just picture your kids out there, like munching on the different things. Um, we actually... yelling at them a lot. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yelling at them a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I actually have kind of the same problem at my house. Um, but we have an aeroponic tower garden. So basically, if, if you were able to see me right now, it's behind me in the corner of my kitchen. And it is just an aeroponic tower where we're able to grow our own fresh, organic um, herbs, lettuces, greens. That's what we're growing right now in our kitchen. And I can totally relate to that. The process of the children helping us take care of that, um, you know, giving my four-year-old ownership to refill the water reservoir, you know, every week or so, giving my six-year-old the ability to take the scissors and to chop off the basil that's going to go in our spaghetti sauce. I mean, it certainly, I mean, it opens their minds to be more curious. So funny story. You know, I'm all about these exposures. Like when you're four right. years old, you know, you're not necessarily going to eat a plate of lettuce or 
choose a salad. I mean, that's just not typical for four to six year olds. But one really cool thing, we've had this in our kitchen since December and our kids see it every day. And so one day we dared them, we were acting like animals and the dare was, I want you to act like a bunny rabbit and go over there and actually eat some of the lettuce. So literally we tricked our kids into eating lettuce. So they went over there, they grabbed some stuff off, they put the spinach in their mouth and they were so enthralled by this game. They kind of forgot what they were doing and they loved it. And they kept grabbing another bite and kept grabbing another bite. And we just raved about it. We were like, Oh, cute little bunnies, you know, look at them. It became such a big deal that now when people come over, they're like, watch what I can do and they go and they pick stuff off the tower because they show off with that but you know as a mom I'm just like okay there's exposure number 17 exposure number you know I mean like you said growing your own fruits and vegetables is a very powerful way to get your kids involved and excited to try new things yes that Mm. is awesome yeah good well, we are about at the end of our time, although I know we could exchange mom stories and all of that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm going to leave now. <laughs> a very long time. If people want to reach out to you, Holly, and just, you know, talk to you more about this subject, what is the best way to get in touch with you? The best way is to reach out to me through social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is at Holly Pickerel or to shoot me a text message at 270-670-9185. Awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. Thank you for your little people who are waiting on their grilled cheese. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally like, here, here's where I'm recording. My hands are behind the screen, like given all the one minute, one minute. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners who took time out to hang out with us. Remember, you are valuable and what you do matters. We would love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear if you have a picky eater. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, on our website, lsfpodcast.com. And have a blessed day.